Audible lets you enjoy all your audio entertainment in one app. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, and what I'm really into these days, mysteries and thrillers. Love them. And one of our friends, Elena Urquhart, you might know her from a little podcast called Morbid, wrote The Butcher and the Wren. It's a really great thriller about a serial killer. I mean, it is so scary. I cannot wait for the next one. And I love to listen to it. And guess what? As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash crappens or text crappens to 500-500. That's audible.com slash crappens or text crappens to 500-500. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off. And everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, hello and welcome to Watch What Crappens, the podcast for all that crap we love to talk about on your roofs. I'm Ronnie. Hi, everybody. Welcome. I'm with Ben today. Hello, Ben, you handsome little balloons. Hi, how are you? I'm doing so well today, Ben. It's just a great day, great day all around. We're going to be going to travel this week, so I'm super excited. We're going to be in um, Toronto to recap. Real Housewives of New Jersey this week. Then the next night, we're going to be in Philly. That's Philadelphia. And we're going to be recapping Vanderpump Rules, okay? So, so much going on. And then in May, we're going to be in New York City at Town Hall and Washington, D.C. at the Lincoln Theater. Two giant shows. Please go buy tickets. You know what's so sad? Watching podcasters beg you for shit. That's what I'm doing right now. Please. Please. It's sad, but we're not above it. Please. So excited for all those shows. Uh, it's going to be good to see you guys. Good to laugh with you guys in person. Go to watchwhatcrappens.com for ticket links. Also, you'll find links to our Patreon, which is where we post our Crappens on Demand videos. Couple up this week, just like every other week, and a bonus episode, all that good stuff. Also, it is Dwell Hello Week, so on Wondery Plus, you will be able to hear our House Hunters podcast. It's just like Watch It Crappens, but we make fun of dum-dums on House Hunters instead of just Bravo. It's deeply satisfying, actually. It's one of my highlights of the week. When, when we get to do Dwell Hello, we always have like a very fun time doing it, just really just tearing into those people and the, the choices that they make. Yes. I mean, listen, judging people's fun in general, right? We all know that. Yeah. Judging people's trim choice, that mm. is a carnival. Okay. Yeah. Is an all day judging like their taste and tile. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it. That's where it, that's where the sweet spot is. Right. And they almost always choose the worst house. They always choose the worst candidate. So um yeah, if, if you haven't listened to the Dwell Hellos, you can you can still they're there. They're there and you can go listen to them there. The last one we did was a real riot. It was about a uh it was about a, a, a mother and father moving to Scotland to, to Edinburgh, Edinburgh to be close close to their daughter going to school at St. Andrews. And it was it was a trip. Some good times. It was a real trip. Some yeah, good times. Good times. Okay, so now for a regular show. Welcome. Today is Summer House Day. We are very sorry we skipped last week, but there was just a lot going on and something had to give. And I chose Kyle's 40th birthday. And you know why? Because as much as I make fun of Amanda, I'm still Team Amanda. You know, I know Amanda's like a whiny little butthead. And I make fun of her all the time. But I think Amanda's a real sweet 
person, and Kyle never does shit for her birthday, so I figured yeah. we weren't going to do shit for his. Okay? And that's just how it goes. So there there you go. There's some Amanda revenge for you, Amanda. Love ya. Yeah, and I, quite frankly, that nothing happened on that episode. There was like a little fight at the end, but everything else was just woohooing. It was Kyle's birthday. It looked like a fun party. It looked like a great party, but nothing happened. So I felt great about our choice. Yeah, well, we did get a scene between Lindsay and Danielle. We start seeing where this is going bad. My biggest shock of the season so far has been that I'm Team Danielle in this fight. I assume, or Team Lindsay in this fight. I assumed I was going to come into this fight being completely. uh, Everything is Lindsay. I mean, Lindsay is one of my favorites, but I can see how she makes everybody crazy, right? So I figured it was going to be Lindsay's fault because Danielle's always doing everything Lindsay wants. And finally, Danielle would stand up to Lindsay and. That's what I figured it was going to be. No, it's Danielle trying to please the popular girls, at least in my view, and Mm. turning on Lindsay because she wants to be liked by the mean girls. I have to say, I'm a little bit more on Danielle's side, actually. I think that Danielle's big issue is that she's just ultimately not getting the love and attention from her best friend. Like, like Lindsay and Carl have gotten together as a couple. And now uh, Danielle's chopped liver. And she's always been chopped liver, but now she realizes she's chopped liver. And that's not a nice feeling. And I think that you can really see it with this fight that just happens at, at the end of the last episode going into this new episode. And Danielle is trying to sort of like articulate what's really bothering her. And it sort of starts to tumble out of her you know, uh, that she is, she needs her best friend and that Lindsay never asks her questions. It's always all about Lindsay and Danielle's going through some shit. We know that her, she and Robert break up, uh, at the end of the summer, like that relationship is falling apart and she needs a friend to help her out. And Lindsay's not being there for her. And the reason, the thing that really moved the needle for me was Lindsay seeing Danielle start to cry and be like, I need a friend. And Lindsay goes, um, are you struggling? Are you upset? I'm giving you a hug. I'm giving you a hug. I'm giving you a hug. And she kind of like attacks her with toxic positivity a little bit where she's like, I'm not going to talk to you about what's wrong in your life. I'm not going to ask you what's wrong, but I know that you're upset. And rather than get into that, which is no fun, I'm just going to hug you. And then I'm doing my duty as a best friend. And I was like, "Mm, I don't love that. I sort of siding with Danielle on that one. No way. Danielle sucks. The only reason Danielle brought this up, she brought it up in front of everyone to make Lindsay look stupid and to prove she was on the other girl's side. That's just, to me, that is the fight. It's not how Danielle's feeling or what Danielle has been needing. To me, that is all moot because of how Danielle handled this. She handled it in the absolutely wrong way. She went against, she went along with people she knew are against Lindsay. She knows those girls don't like Lindsay. And those girls have just been sat- sitting around being like, well, Lindsay never lets you shine. What about when is your turn to shine, Danielle? When is your turn to shine? So now she's being bossed around still. It's just by different people. And basically, here's my point about the whole thing. You know how there's Scooby-Doo, the Scooby-Doo gang, right? And everybody loves the Scooby-Doo gang. I mean, Scooby's like the main one, but everybody loves it, right? And then you give Velma a spinoff, okay? And then everybody's like, Velma? Velma's Velma. Velma doesn't get a spinoff, and then everybody got really mad. Now, I never watched Velma, so I don't know if what I'm saying is problematic or not, or why people were mad, but I just thought no one wants to watch Velma. You know what I mean? It's about Scooby-Doo and the gang. It's about all of them together. I don't want to watch Danielle. I think Danielle is the spinoff. Danielle is a Scooby-Doo spinoff that no one asked for, and I'm not here for it, okay? Your supporting I'm, role, I'm not here to watch you like lead a, a, a crusade against Lindsay. Not here for it. Well, I mean, I think you are getting to something there in the middle of that Scooby-Doo thing of that, like, she is like a sidekick. She's a yeah. sidekick to Lindsay. And I don't think she, I think she was overestimating um, the degree to which, like, I think that Dan, that Lindsay is there for Danielle necessarily. Like, I think that, like, she thought they were kind of equals and Lindsay looks at her like a sidekick. And now you have the sidekick being like, I need you to put as much energy into me as I put into you. And it's like, that doesn't work. When you've got like a sidekick and a master, the master is not going to go and put the energy into the sidekick because then they no longer, like that's not the role. The sidekick is there solely to support the master. And this, every time on reality TV, the relationship between sidekick and master goes awry, it always creates lots and lots of drama. We've seen it on shows. We've seen it like with Lauren Conrad and Heidi. We've seen it, we've seen it 
on, I remember fraternity life, it was there, or sorority life. It's just everywhere. And I think that Danielle is upset that she's it's it was not a two-way street the way she thought it was. You could say that's Danielle's fault, but I also think it's Lindsay's fault because Lindsay talks like it's a two-way street, but it's not a two-way street at all. But so, I haven't seen proof that it's not a two-way street. I mean, we don't know that Danielle doesn't say, like, hey, I have feelings. Like, look, first of all, expressing your feelings and having your friends listen, part of that is on you. You have to say, I feel this way. You know, plenty of people can say, well, we never talk about any feelings of Ronnie's because he doesn't really ever talk about them. Well, you know someone I do talk to that of course I do sometimes but I just don't like let him out there all the time I have very dramatic friends who I would be considered the sidekick because they don't shut up okay Mm -hmm. and I like that because I don't have to talk there's just a different dynamic I don't necessarily think it's bad to be a sidekick like Ethel Mertz is great everyone loves Ethel you know and her husband Fred I mean they were great they had like their own set and everything but nobody wants a show called Ethel and that's how I feel. Like, I don't want a Danielle show, okay? You're boring. You've, that's I think just that how Danielle's, it is. Danielle's fatal flaw is that she also has a warped view on, like, what a friend should do and, like, showing up for a friend. She she butts herself into stuff all the time. It's like, Danielle, you're going way too hard. And honestly, I actually don't think it's so crazy that she is starting to realize that there's an inequity in the dynamic between her and Lindsay. So she talks to the other girls in the house who've also felt those ways. The girls in the house don't like Lindsay, but that didn't happen just because they arbitrarily decided that. Like there was friction from Lindsay right away because Lindsay like basically was was sort of cold to them. And so uh. so then you don't think that Lindsay was cold to the new girls? Lindsay was very much like, this is my show, right? And so Lindsay cut out Amanda from the photo right the Instagram oh my photos. god the fucking amanda photo i can't that was so many years ago right but like yeah but like that's that's where you have like the kernels of of this dynamic so i don't think that these like the quote unquote mean well, girls the kernels also if we want to go back to old history the kernels are also um lindsay kind of winning carl in the you know when Paige was like wanting wednesday dates and shit and now lindsay's mm-hmm. with carl or with uh sierra and austin those are some other kernels that leave resentment you know they're always kind of like yeah. lindsay winning kernels <laughs> that are also creating so i don't really know all i know is that these girls do not like lindsay and i know why i mean i watch the show and i i'm not a lindsay apologist for anything i think i call lindsay out a lot on the show But I think for the most part, if you're supposed to be someone's best friend and then you start cozying up to their enemy and shit talking them behind her back instead of going to her, you lose. That's it. That's as far as I that's I don't even care how Danielle feels like to me. That is so shitty that any best friend should know you don't cozy up to the enemy and talk shit about who is supposedly your best friend. So I think that automatically makes Danielle in the wrong. I guess I just don't see them really as like mortal enemies of Lindsay. I feel like they're just people who they are fine with Lindsay, but they definitely like it's not a culture match with them and Lindsay. Like they just don't they don't they don't love Lindsay. But I don't see it as a situation. It's they're not it isn't trying like, to they're constantly trying to talk talk shit about Lindsay, start shit against Lindsay on the show, start plot lines against Lindsay, fuel things against Lindsay. I mean Paige especially, but they're always coming for Lindsay. What are you talking about? They're anti Yeah, but they just don't I think they just don't like Lindsay, but I just don't see them as like mortal enemies. I like I feel like I've seen vicious rivalries before but there's a lot of gray area so i just don't think it's like that crazy that danielle is frustrated by the lack of attention that she's receiving from from listen i don't think it's crazy that she says she has a lack of attention from Lindsay. i can see that we can all see that Lindsay only talks about herself right it's how it's that she went to the other girls to complain about Lindsay instead of going to Lindsay and saying what's up well, here's my problem with our relationship. Let's fix it. That she went to people that she knows are Lindsay's enemies. Now, whether we consider them to be mortal enemies or not, Danielle knows that those girls don't like Lindsay, and Lindsay doesn't like those girls. She knows, you know? Like, it's if, I, I don't know. I think I'm just repeating myself now, going in circles. So well, either way, either way, uh, it doesn't really matter we which side. But this fight <laughs> anyway, it doesn't really matter which side we're on with the because it's honestly in terms of it's never know, debates. Stop. This is not really a it's not a hot button issue, but it is the issue of the episode. But this right is now. how it ends. So Danielle's like, you don't know because why don't you ask me a goddamn question once in a while to see how I goddamn feel? Sometimes I need help too. And Lindsay goes, Oh, you're struggling. You need a hug. And then she just grabs her head and like pulls it, and yes. then just like. Holds it really tight. She's like, 
Locking you very, very tight. And it, it was, was the most intense, crazy looking thing I've ever seen. It was crazy because it was like Lindsay was not really, still was not engaging with whatever's going on with Danielle. She just was like, You need a hug. So I'm going to give you a hug. And then this way, when people say I'm being a bad friend, I'll be like, I hug Danielle when she's at her worst. So uh, Lindsay's like, I love you so much. And I'm sorry. Don't know what I'm sorry for, but I'm sorry. And, and, and Danielle's like, I love you too. I love you too. And I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're not interesting enough for me to ask questions about what's going on in your life. And Danielle's like, well, I'm struggling and I need a best friend sometimes too. And she goes, but I didn't know. And she goes, because you didn't ask, Lindsay. Okay, take your sorry. You know, this is so fucking Danielle. Trying too hard for a storyline. She just gave you 20 sorries, Danielle. No, I don't think she should take that sorry because that sorry was a total, she was totally avoiding finding out about Danielle. Like, that's the whole thing, that Lindsay just threw stuff at the situation to make oh it go away God. instead of actually, like, yeah. finding out, like, why is that's Danielle That's what you upset? do. If there's a fire, you put some water on it. If there's a crier, you put some sorry on it. Okay? Yeah. She put some sorry on it. Shut your damn face. Know. Okay? I don't think so. I think that was, I think it was bad. I think Danielle is, like, be tortured right now, and Lindsay is not, still not asking, like, what's going on in Danielle's no, life. Oh, Lord. So Danielle's like, I drop everything for you. She goes, well, so would I, Danielle. I'm sorry. I would drop everything for you. And Danielle goes, would you try to be better? She goes, I will try to be better. Will you try to be better? And she goes, I'll try to be better. <laughs> and so Lindsay's like, I know I talk about a lot about myself, but I'll try better to talk about you. <laughs> and Danielle's like, that's all I needed to hear. That's all I needed. Yeah, so they they seem happy at the very least. They seem like they've resolved it for now. By and the then way, we, I've ha- I know we've talked about the scene for 90 hours already, but I just have to say, I had this conversation with one of my best friends a few years ago where I was like, it's literally, you don't know anything going on in my life. It's literally, I call you and it's like listening to a radio show. Like, I just listen to you go and go and go. So, which is true, but I really love this person, you know, so it was worth working it out. But that was the biggest mistake I ever made. And let me tell you why. Because now every time I talk to this person, she's like, how are you? I'm like, good. Yeah. No, really. Really, how are you? I'm like, I'm really good. Everything's going great. No, seriously, how's Ben? What's going on with Ben? What's going on with the show? Oh, my gosh, you traveled recently. How was that? How are things with your parents? You're living close with your parents. How's your sister doing? How's that cute little Bueller? I'm like, oh, my God, for fuck's sake, just get to the point. Yeah, now all of a sudden, like, you have to answer all the questions. Yes. I'm like, I didn't mean this. Please give me the monologue. I would prefer to listen to the show. You know what I mean? So, uh, meanwhile, elsewhere, Kyle and Corey are drunk, and Chris is pouring shots, and uh, Sam and Gabby are handcuffing each other to themselves, and Sam's like, I love this. And um, Gab, Gabby's asking Sam if uh, she's made out with Corey yet, and um, then we see, like, Corey flirting with Sierra. Corey drives me nuts. I don't know. He's, I mean, he seems like a nice guy. He seems like a, a nice guy, but there's something that drives me nuts about him. I think it's like that, that big... That, it's like a variation of on Austin. It's like that big open mouth laugh that turns into like a tongue flick where he's like <laughs> that he like he, everything he says he's like hey you're gonna be stuck with me tonight <laughs> and he kind of scrunches back into his laugh like he's like like, <laughs> <laughs> like he rolls around in it like a cartoon character like <laughs> he's it's like just like body very, movements with it it's like a, it's yeah it's like that it's like the sort of it's just I don't know. It's like a very affected, obvious flirt, but like everyone loves it. And I was like, oh my God, like you just does that. <laughs> that something about that tongue coming out, the laugh, it's driving me nuts. Yeah. So the episode that we did not recap, this is where Sam and Corey got really close because they went on a liquor store run together. And that was like a huge deal. It was. It was. Well, I think that she came out on social media and said that they are actually boyfriend and girlfriend now. She did. Yes. I guess last week they lifted the moratorium on that. She was allowed to finally say it. And she's like, yeah, like, oh, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> it is like amazing. I mean, he, we have so much in common. Like, I just said, I like people to spit in my mouth. And then he said, I'm going to spit a shot in your mouth. I mean, it's love, guys. It's love. <clears throat> And then he like took his fingers and he did the peace signs and then he pressed those peace signs into the window of my car. And I was like, so hot. He's so hot right now. 
So um, Gabby's like, did you make out with Kari or not? She's like, I just don't want to be rejected. Like, I want him to make the first move because he's like so hot. He's like so hot. And then Corey, you cuts to Corey go, I'm just over here licking cigs. Whatever that means. (laughs) And then later they all jump in the pool and have good times. And Corey grabs Sam and jumps her into the pool and they finally make out. He kisses her. And she's like, we've almost been fucking almost kissing all day. And he's actually like finally sealing the deal. Finally, like pussy. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, to kiss her, but her like thumb is in his mouth. I didn't really understand what was going on there. And then like Gabby and Luke jump in the pool. Cause by the way, there's a lot of guest stars. Luke was, was here last week. And so was Jason. And so was, uh, what's her face? The florist. They were all, all the winter house people were here on, on the episode last week and they did basically nothing. Oh, so, they got um, shut down. I mean, Lindsay was like, Carl said, you're uncomfortable. With, uh, you're uncomfortable with Jason being here. How can I help you? Which, who wouldn't want to marry that? You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. is the man that you marry. The one's like, what do you need from me? I'll do it. And she's like, yeah. well, I want him to know that he can't like just come up and talk to me today. Because like, I wasn't expecting this, and I don't want the drama of it. And Carl went up to Jason and was like, hey, bro, hey, it's me, Carl, from uh, Summer House and Winter House, mm-hmm. which you're kind of involved in as well. So, hey, listen, Lindsay's not really in a place to, like, oh, you know, like, oh, with you. So, like, I'd appreciate it if you see Lindsay that you don't try and, like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, oh. And he's like, okay. And um, that solved that. So that cut that yeah. drama right off at the quick. So, hey, Carl, thanks for cutting off the drama on this completely not drama-filled season. Carl. Seriously. Uh, although I can't imagine there would have been a lot of interesting or fun drama about Lindsay and Jason no. uh, in that moment. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a crappens. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishbowl podcast studio from the Cat in the Hat himself. And it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast. And those plans are the opposite of quiet. Sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the Cat in the Hat cast. Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts today. Uh, so then Chris is making out with someone. Even Chris gets to make out with someone because everyone's making out. So Chris has found someone to make out with. And then uh, Amanda comes out with like a teeny tiny cake. And she's like, happy birthday to Kyle. God, happy she sings just like you think she would. Kyle. Kyle, happy birthday to Kyle. <laughs> happy birthday to and so they make out and they, they're all spl- Corey, of course Corey and craig are splashing the cake because they're those guys you know yeah and uh then kyle's like you guys want a speech yeah because you remember that part i came out and then i was wearing like a loincloth and then i took it off and then there was a tiny hat on my my dick and then people poured water on me that was some funny shit <laughs> so then everyone winds up going inside getting dressed down to go to sleep and everything we see kyle's butt um danielle's trying to call robert but of course she's not answering because he can't stand her and uh lindsay is like babe i'm tired so they're gonna go sleep early and then sam and Corey are making out in the kitchen it's sort of like the end of the day wind down make out sessions slash get into bed and talk about what video you're gonna watch on your laptop 
Yeah. Kyle just grabs his dick and he's like, this place is demolished. I just wish I was at home in bed. I'm going to go cuddle with wifey. So then Paige, Craig, and Corey are talking in their room because Corey's sleeping in the double bed next to them. And uh, he's like, oh, Sam's, Sam's with the other five fucking people she's sleeping with. And Paige's like, are we going to watch Paddington or what? <laughs> or it's like that's that's a movie a that's man. for kids come on and craig's like you you were the one who picked minions last night and he goes i did not pick minions i picked shit i love Paige just making this ultimatum about paddington um excuse me are we gonna watch paddington or what this is ridiculous okay because if we're not gonna watch paddington then i'm definitely gonna move on to uh, mars needs moms wasn't it wasn't it that mars needs uh, mars needs is it a cartoon yeah, Mars needs something or other. Anywho, so Corey, uh, yeah, so now it's the next morning and everyone is waking up and they're hungover and Chris is going to make a Spanish breakfast. And Paige is like, all I want is a bagel. And you just hear Corey go, shut up, Paige. She's like, <laughs> I hate Corey. First, I hate him. First, he talked all the way through Paddington and now he's like shitting on my bagel. <laughs> I don't want him anywhere around my children. They will never know what happens at the end of Minions. Uh, so then we go to Gabby and Sam, and Sam's like, oh my god, I had the best day, and I'm not even afraid to say it. Gabby's like, oh my god, you want to talk about Corey? Do it. And she's like, well, I'm still like in therapy. Like, it's like, he, okay, I'll pretend I'm in therapy. I'm going to lay down. He's so hot. It's like he was grown in a lab just for me. Yeah, and Corey's like saying, yeah, man, like I, so like with Sam, I was like totally ignoring her. It was great. And then you cut to Sam going, I like being ignored. Like, I love that. I love that he was like withholding. I love that, like, you know, like I couldn't tell how he was feeling. I love that he was actually like making out with other women and was like, kind of like, get out of my face. I told you I'm not interested in you. I loved all that. Oh my God. We're just like so toxic. I love it. I know. know. Seriously. (laughs) She literally said that. So then uh, Sam's like, Yeah, uh, I love that he was. And Gabby goes, Withholding. She goes, Yeah, oh my God. I can't, I don't know how it feels. God, I fucking love it. So Chris is still making, you know, bean stuff. And Corey's like, What is that? Doesn't look great. Doesn't look great. And Chris is like, Yeah, I just threw everything together and just turned brown. So um, uh, Paige feels Paige is like really happy because she and Craig got to be real because something that happened in the last episode was that they talked about like if she were to propose, would she move down to Charleston or would he come up to New York? And she started to cry because she didn't want to leave her mom. And she's like, I just love that like we can talk about things and like talk about how we feel. And then like now I know like, you know, if now I know I'm not getting proposed to anytime soon. And apparently I'm also not finishing Paddington because we started too late. Great. I love that when she's like, I don't want to leave my mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we go to Chris and uh, he's serving every, he made breakfast for everybody. It's a hunter and breakfast, fried cheese and beans and stuff. Lots of farting going to be happening. Sounds delicious. Yes. And Carl, uh, <laughs> Carl says, good. And Paige goes, um, love the cream for white people. Thank you for that. <laughs> And then so Maya asks Chris if um, if he liked any of the women he talked to. And he's like, actually, yes. And so Amanda says, well, do they have names or do you know their names? So Chris goes, uh, denim one, denim two, pink. <laughs> just like every week, every week, every week I'm reminded of how much of a dud he is. He's just gross. He's like a douchey dud. And yeah. uh, Carl's like, oh, you got a number. Was that the first number you got all summer? Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, I was like being paddled on the ass by two dudes. <laughs> oh, um, this is just like a friendly reminder that like Carl and I are having like a housewarming party this Wednesday, and like everyone here is invited. So like even Corey. So we'll see you there. Uh, and then Carl goes, "Yeah, and it's all Lindsay's birthday, so uh, let that hang in the air there a little bit. Like you all know what it means." So, yeah, nobody cares. It's like, yep, so don't have to buy any presents. Got it. So then uh, time to clean, and uh, Paige just looks at the backyard and it's like, this is ass. So um, now Danielle FaceTimes Robert. Oh, God. So this guy is so uninterested. I can't. A couple of the guys are this year. Robert, also Oliver, is extremely disinterested. And I know that we know a spoiler on that as well. 
because uh, they broke up as well. But God, these guys, every time they show Maya and Oliver, it's just complete yeah. silence. She didn't even hug him when he came over. She's like, I don't she want to. She seems fairly sweaty. disinterested, too. She seems like she's yes, not into it. They're like does. a little, I mean, I really liked Maya last year, but I'm feeling like, you know, I don't mind a, a, like a low boil, but she's she's really a low boil. I mean, she's like, <laughs> she's she's got to start giving us something, you know? Well, so, she tried it with Sam, but Sam wasn't used to the reality thing where you're supposed to fight with somebody. When she's like, yeah. um, I'm going to tell you this in like the nicest way I can think of. Uh, everyone thinks you talk too much, so you need to shut yeah. up. And instead, Sam like had a real self-reflective moment instead of yeah. fighting. So like, that was kind of a dad. Yeah. So Danielle's facing Robert, and she's like, there he is. And he's like, oh, sorry. It's like really windy here. Yeah. And she's windy. like, where are you? Goes the beach, which is always what you want to hear from your boyfriend who's too busy to do anything with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. you know, just hanging out at the beach. <laughs> so she's like, are you going to come to Lindsay and Carl's housewarming? He's like, uh, yeah, I can't make it. Sorry. She's like, okay, great. This relationship is really doing great right now. Wonderful. So yeah, I mean, no, everyone... you can't date a chef and then expect a chef. That's dating a chef. I mean, dumb. Yeah, but... That's what I say. You deserve better. Well, he could also make an effort too. So then, not when you have uh, to go to work, chefs work at night. What's he supposed to do? He says they have a special buyout that night. You got to be there. What are you going to do? It's being a chef. Listen, the whole reason to date a chef is that they're not home. You know, if you're someone who likes me, who wants your partner never to be seen, that's who you date a chef. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you want to date someone who's going to get a terrible tattoo, it's going to be either a chef or a go go dancer (laughs) or someone from below deck. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They just love a terrible, uh, like big thigh tattoo, you know? Oh like God, or eagle wings flower. or some shit like that. They all mm-hmm. love that. Oh God. So uh Gabby's talking to Corey. They're out by the cars and she's like, Oh, are you from Charlotte? He goes, Yeah. Well, you know the area. <laughs> and Gabby goes, um, no. And he just laughs. laughs. Sam goes, So are you going to the house for me? I'm going, of course, yeah. And he goes, oh, I'll see if you're a man. Maybe we can get a drink or something. She goes, Wow, cute way to ask a girl out. <laughs> God, he's so hot. Did you see that disrespect? Burning inside. Burning up. Did you see the way he kept calling me Mallory? It's like he doesn't even know my name. That is so hot. Okay, so, so then we get this song. I'm on a jet so high and foreign. Ain't nobody trying this hard and working. Deals are working for me. Cause I'm on top of my game, on top of my game. What? <laughs> the fuck is Trixie uh, it's just, on? It's just gobbledygook. Just it's just phrases that she finds from signs and she just assembles songs out of them. <laughs> so we're Deals pages are working of- for me. Paige is making charcuterie. <laughs> I know. Paige is making charcuterie. She's doing a cheese plate. Uh, she's wearing a dress, or, or I'm sorry, not a dress, but like a top that has like, it has like a cutout in the back that I think is the Walmart logo. It was very bizarre. And uh, then Sierra shows up and she's got tests. She got fertility tests for Amanda to check in on Amanda's fertility health. And because she knows that Amanda's too scared to make an appointment to find out like what's going on, why she hasn't been having her period, et cetera. And then she's also concerned about the weight loss. So um, Amanda shows up and they all like, they're all they all gather to do these tests and this is kind of like the best version of sierra i think like nurse sierra was great like we don't really ever get to see nurse sierra but she was like in nurse mode and she was like you know doing these tests and they were like pricking their their fingers with everything and they were all like oh my gosh am i just gonna keep bleeding forever and she's like oh you'll be fine it was like i thought it was like a nice scene for sierra um Paige was cracking me up because you can tell Paige is dating Craig because she opens her fridge and she says, What would you like? Wine, Coca-Cola, lemonade? You do not have Coca-Cola and lemonade without a Craig in the house. There is That's no true. way Paige would have that poison in her refrigerator. I was like, You must really bean, love him. stuff. You have 16 Coca-Colas in there, regular gallery you must really love this person and i don't know that i've been falling for it this whole time but i'm starting to yeah no that's definitely the sign of craig being there's coke yeah so uh now it's wednesday and it's time for this big housewarming party uh at carl Lindsay's house and they have like a rat they have a neon sign that says rat house rat house yeah it's like carl rowski i'm like Lindsay Hubhouse. Oh, it's a combination of like my last name and her PR company. Oh, you like it? Oh. So Lindsay's like, how do you feel bad? He's like, it's weird. I don't know how to feel bad. Oh. 
this is a sad day. She goes, well, I'm sorry. Our housewarming falls on a sad day, babe. And then we remember, because I did not remember this, that this is, he found out that his brother passed away on Lindsay's birthday. Oh, yeah. my God. So we have a very nice scene where he's talking about struggling. You know, he struggles on this day. And, um, you know, just they're, like, very happy that they have love. They have each other's love. And uh, he's basically like, you know, if I didn't have you, I don't know what I would have done, you know? And he's like, and he, then he goes, I mean, look at this apartment. Look at everything we have. Like, the cool things we got to do. And she's like, yeah, look at that cake. Look at Wesley Stripes. Look at that doorknob. That's a cool doorknob. That's really cool. I like that. Look at that ceiling fan. It's like, oh, babe, I'm trying to be reflective. You're just sort of listing things. Mm-hmm. I like those things. <laughs> So then we get a song, We Don't Care, No, We Don't Care, No, We Don't Care. I was like, what a what a song to play after such a caring scene. It was like this yeah. beautiful, sensitive scene. And then Trixie Monocle's like, I don't care, stupid. All right, here's what I feel after watching that scene. I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. It's like, okay, print. <laughs> She's just in a mood today. Just print, okay? Yeah, and I love that it's like, the music is like, we don't care, no, we don't care. And it's just like, Lindsay putting crackers out on the table. <laughs> like the least rebellious action that you could do. Uh, so then Danielle comes with a sheep, which I think is really funny because she's I saying she wants sheep. to be her own person. And then she literally brings a sheep as a sign <laughs> of her love and devotion. That's true. That, is, that is funny. That is some Freudian shit right there. Yeah. And Lindsay, is that only Lindsay's... when you want to fuck your mother? No, that's, no edible. that's edible. Yeah, thank you. So Lindsay's like, she's like, oh my God, I thought it was a penguin. Like, what is that? And Danielle's like, it's a little sheep because it's a sheep, not a penguin. Oh my God, holy sheep. Holy sheep. Yeah. Uh, holy sheep. Holy sheep. Holy sheep. Carl does a lot of repeating Lindsay all the time. Whenever she makes a joke, he makes a joke also. Yeah. And uh, she's like, Wesley, I have a friend. <laughs> And then Danielle's like, wow, look at this spread. I mean, the place looks fantastic. Oh, I also have a card. Um, here, you can open it. Here's a serving dish, too. And she's like, oh, my God, we can't. I'm going to read the card. We can't wait to share in all the memories to come. Danny and Roberto. Oh, my God, because we're both couples now. I love getting a couples card as a couple. It's oh crazy. My God. I can't believe, like, Danny and Roberto gave us a gift that says for Linz and Lito. Oh, my God, I totally forgot about Lito. Oh, my God. So they're doing, um, they're just doing like a tour and everything. Lindsay's showing everything around. There's like a more life thing on this, on the, on the wall, oh, more life, oh, more life. And, um, and they're just like walking around. They have like, a, it's a really nice apartment. They've got like a huge balcony and it's like a high balcony. That balcony is so high up. I would feel like a little uneasy on it. I'm not yes. even scared of heights. I just feel like yes. <laughs> I could fall off. I feel like I could fall off and just like go descending down into the New York city oh, sidewalks. Man. Oh, Ben. Yeah. No, Ben. He's supposed to be like, yes, I'm going to pay millions of dollars for this glamour. So um, they, let's see, Kyle's like, oh, come on, give me a hug. So people come in, you know, everyone starts arriving. Kyle comes and he's like, Kyle, come on, uh, come on, man, give me a hug. I was going to also text you because I know it's a rough day, but then I know I was going to see you and probably it's better to say it in real life. It's better to be awkward in real life than like over a text. You know what I'm saying, bro? Carl's like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> okay, let me show you the more life section, the office slash more life. And behind the door is a big, gigantic cutout of Lindsay. And Paige is like, whoa, that is the most Lindsay thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was very Lindsay. So Lindsay I wish Kyle is... brought his dogs so we could see if the dogs were nice to Lindsay's cutout, but not Amanda's cutout. Yeah, yeah. So Lindsay is like, uh... <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Lindsay's that funny? like, <laughs> Lindsay Amanda did. would just be totally torn apart. Like, oh my God, <laughs> the dogs don't bark in Lindsay's cutout. Why are they licking Lindsay's cutout's hands? They have discerning doggy taste with cutouts. <laughs> so Lindsay and Danielle are talking, and Lindsay's like, well, these are the things you're missing, like not living in the city. And Danielle's like, uh, come on, Brooklyn is totally fine. And Lindsay's like, um, no, dum-dum, you live in Montauk now. Did you not remember that? And so um, Lindsay's talking about how, like, she's like, so what's going on with you? Like, is everything good? And Danielle's like, no, yeah, we're good. Robert and I are good. She goes, no, but like with you, 
are you good? She basically does the thing that you can't stand that your friend does. Yes. And she's like, yeah, we're good. And she goes, but I'm checking in with you. And she goes, oh, wow. My nipples just got hard in excitement for that. I can't believe it. She's like, well, you were like, you have to dig with me. And I'm like, okay, this is me digging. And Danielle's like, um, the thing is, like, I have things going on because, like, Robert's in the kitchen all day, every day, and he's stressed out. And then so, like, I take his stress and, like, he feels better. But then I don't talk about my stuff because, like, he's stressful you know and then i know my timing like and you're putting things together in this insane huge house and it's like gorgeous but at the same time like i need my best friend yeah and um and so then Lindsay's like well it's a little difficult danielle i mean you're asking me to be this but i'm also feeling shunned by you and danielle's like how are you feeling shunned by oh me? gosh Lindsay, Lindsay. okay i had your back this whole time you should have just gone with the how are you. Just baby yeah. steps, okay? Don't immediately start a new fight with her. Because you know what happens with Lindsay. And it happens in every fight she has. She has a conversation with somebody. She says, okay. They hug it out. Then Lindsay goes away and has time to think about it. <laughs> and has time to get worked up in her head. And talk to Carl or Danielle or whoever she's talking to. And then, you know, Carl was like, well, fuck that. Why isn't she calling you? And so now Lindsay has this whole new thing. And now she's mad at Danielle for coming to her. <laughs> right. So she basically says Danielle so is not she doesn't feel like Danielle is supportive of their relationship. And Danielle is like, well, what does supportive of your relationship mean in your eyes? Is that like keeping it all inside and not saying a goddamn thing about how I feel about this whole thing? I was like, well, okay, let's also yeah. not be like totally dramatic. You know, yeah, like, and it does it does mean not saying how you goddamn feel about the whole thing. I don't go up to my friends and tell them what I think about their whole goddamn relationship. Who does that? Yeah, no one does that. No one does so, that. Lindsay's like, well, I just think that, like, you, like, that. I just, like, think, like, do you want me, like, me and Carl together? And she's like, yes, of course I want you guys together. Don't you remember the sheep I got you? Like, I went to world market for that thing, okay? That is a sign of dedication to you guys as a couple. So, Lindsay's like, then why do you have such strong opinions? And she's like, well, if we don't have a friendship, tell me now. But, like, if my brother, because you're my sister. So, let's just say my brother was moving into this insanely expensive apartment or moving too fast, in my opinion. Do you think I could just choose to turn a blind eye just because I want you to be happy and feel like I support you? Okay. But you're not saying this at those times. Like, they already got the apartment. They already did all this stuff. So, you didn't say anything. You're saying stuff behind her back. So then Lindsay's like, well, what do you consider moving in fast? And um, she's like, I mean, the word wedding has been thrown out there. I mean, engagement's been thrown out there. You guys haven't even hit your one-year mark. And she's like, so? And she's like, well, I mean, if you literally want me to be mute about it and never give you why my opinion, my opinion, that's fine. So here's where I'm less on Danielle's side. Because here it's like, it's like what you said. Like, yeah, actually, you know. If there's something really, really bad happening, like he's an abuser or something, point that out. But at this point, they're in a relationship together. You kind of have to just go with it. And um, I think that like Danielle has a warped view of like what what friends say and don't say to each other. Yeah, and I think she's just got she's I think she's trying to kind of excuse herself for what's happened and just trying. I don't know. I can't tell if she's just trying to keep drama going to have something to say but i know that she's got to be hurt because her relationship is not great and i know she's got to be hurt because Lindsay is more distant because she's in a relationship she's got this whole new apartment you know whatever i don't know it's i think just, that danielle is just she's uh experiencing friendship whiplash because she has a friendship she's a sidekick to Lindsay. Lindsay's a certain sort of way she's a certain sort of like crazy she's a certain sort of wild but she's a certain sort of fun and friend and they have a lot of fun. And then Lindsay, all of a sudden, Lindsay's always been a romantic. Lindsay's always been looking for that guy. She has her schedules. She has her notebooks. And then all of a sudden, Carl Carl comes along and it's like, oh, this works. And then it's like, new Lindsay, new personality. And it's not just that Lindsay's making concessions for Carl, because that's totally normal in a relationship, but just like Lindsay's sort of different now. And then Danielle is left in the dust. And I think that combination of feeling like, oh, the friend I thought I had for all this time is now suddenly totally different someone totally different and then doesn't seem to even care about me anymore and i have to i have to adjust to her changing but it's like she doesn't have to even do anything for what's going on in my life and that i think is like a frustration that danielle is probably feeling 
but she also has well, it's also um, Carl because Carl and Carl, Carl they yeah. were the three Carlitos or whatever they called themselves. Yeah. So she lost kind of both of them at the same time. I think really all she wants to say is, "You guys were my friends, and now you don't hang out with me because you're only together." And that makes me and you're feel all like acting all lovey dovey. So you're now not, she's like, going about it in all these wrong ways, I think. But um, when that's probably how she really feels. But then we forget that just because her boyfriend's not around, Danielle did move. Like Danielle could, I think at some point, well, we should probably just talk about the show. But I think at some point it said, like, you don't call me either. Like, why aren't you making a trip to yeah. the city to see me, you know? Well, this is so. also very obviously someone who's going through, like, the final act of their relationships. There's probably a bunch of projection happening here. She's probably in a very unhappy place. And so there's like actually, it's actually, I think a pretty complicated situation emotionally, but, uh, but at the very least, um, Danielle doing all this like ride or die language of like, if you like, so if we don't have this sort of relationship where I can't call you out for stuff that I think, I think is wrong, like that's what a real best friend does. It's like, I think a real best friend is just like ready to go out to dinner with you sometimes. And like, that's about it. Yeah. And Lindsay's like, I mean, does what is why are you so adamant about your opinion like who cares and she's like is it hurting your feelings that i have an opinion Lindsay? And she's like no it's okay to have an opinion but like i'm not living my life on your timeline like your opinion is one thing but i'm not going to just like change my whole life because of your timeline and she's like oh and now you're spitting it on me i'm allowed to have an opinion no one's saying you're not Danielle, okay? And she's like, and I'm allowed to be uh, in shock and be weird about it. She goes, well, why do I need your blessing to date somebody? And Danielle's like, okay, okay, because also she sees other people now, right? So she's like, I need a breather, Lindsay, okay? Because what you're saying is so crazy pants to me. She's like, I'm just asking you a question. She goes, well, it's crazy to me. And so Lindsay's like, so you're saying I need to ask you how you're feeling about my relationship. Is that what you're saying? She's like, don't ask me how I'm feeling at all. Everything is amazing. This is all great. This is all amazing. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say sorry to how I react to something. Lindsay's like, okay, let's take a breather then. Yeah. yeah. So then elsewhere, Sam weirdo. It's time for a commercial. It's time. If you don't know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued, what was in Al Capone's vault, or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia. But that's okay. I am here for you. I'm Darcy Carden, and I'm inviting you to listen to my new podcast, WikiHole, from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with me and my funny friends as we bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. And if you listen to my podcast, you've learned that that's the sciencey term for eardrum. We embark on a hyperlink roller coaster as we start out on a Wikipedia page and go from link to link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until we collectively shout, How the hell did we get here? Follow Wikihole on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Wikihole ad free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. I'm for a Crappens commercial. Sam and Corey arrive and Carl shows up. Well, every, people keep coming in and Carl keeps on going, Welcome! Welcome! Oh, it's Sam and Corey. Welcome! Hey, there's Chris. Welcome! Hey, Gabby. Welcome! So Paige sees uh, them walk in. She's like, oh, look who walked in together. They look like Ken and Barbie. Hmm. And she smiles like it's a compliment, but it's Paige. So, you know, she's like, hmm. Hate them. I'm going to hate every dinner I have with these two idiots for the next three years. Wow. Ken and Barbie. Um, I certainly hope it's not Paddington Barbie, because uh, you won't get to find out what her real story is. So uh, she's Sam's telling us, like, Corey brings out the best parts of me. Like, the parts of me that I'm really proud of, like the crazy big parts that, like, some guys are scared of. That makes you feel so good. That makes me, like, I want to see what's there. Like, wow. The way he, like, laughs after every little joke he makes and then sticks out his tongue. I'm realizing so many wonderful truths about myself. Wow, we are really meant for each other. I love that she's like, yeah, he brings out the best parts of me, the parts I'm proud of. And it cuts to a cell phone video of him kissing her ankle. She's like, yeah, the way he kissed my ankle, that's like everything to me. So she's like, yeah, the banter never stops. It's quick. It's witty. It's it's like touchy. And I invited him to the house this weekend, guys. 
And Paige is like, great, exciting. Now we just need to get him to move here because Craig will move here if he moves here. <laughs> so then Carl's mom, Sharon, shows up and uh, everyone's like, oh my God, Sharon, they look great. And she's like, oh, let's not get crazy. And then she does that mom thing, that mom thing that I love when moms go, oh, this sort of like, she does like a curtsy and then the, like does like a big, like almost an exaggerated wink thing. Which is, oh. <laughs> like, that's like, I wonder what age, you you are when like because when you start doing that because i love when moms do that like i just made a joke and i'm gonna give you a wink but it's not a full wink it's like the mom wink hi uh, so Lindsay hugs her and she's like hi mom which i was like okay danielle would like start breaking down <laughs> she's like rocking back and forth like too soon it's too yeah. soon hi mom and she's like oh okay, it's a weird day and they're talking about that and stuff and hugging and then um Paige and gabby sam and sierra talking outside and sitting on that beautiful balcony and Paige is like wow i feel like i'm in an engagement party like it gives engagement party vibes <laughs> they're like yeah totally she goes Okay, no one else is going to say it, so I'll do it. I mean, if you're moving into a $13,000 a month apartment, they're like, what? <laughs> Sam was like, what? excuse me, what? What? They're doing this? Now, I have a question. Does Carl actually talk to Lindsay, or does he kind of ignore her a little bit? Because that's the foundation of a good relationship there. Oh, my God. So you're telling me Lindsay gets her mouth spit into, right? Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this, a Cinderella story? I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. So Danielle sits down with him and she's telling everyone that like, she's just totally regressed with Lindsay just now. And she's like, you know, if you're moving fa too fast with someone, you know, Paige, would you sit down and say you're moving too fast? And maybe like, you're like doing a lot of irresponsible things when it comes to your relationship. And Paige is like, um, I think I would say you're moving too fast and you're not wearing a cute enough outfit to move that fast. So maybe try again. I think that's my style. You're moving a little too fast to be wearing rayon. You're going to start a fire. I would say that <laughs> for sure. She goes, but yeah, Sierra's called me and said, do you really think Craig is for you? And I say, you know what? Give me all your reasons. Give me all of your notes and all of your points. And I will really think about this. Well, I buy 16 packs of Coca-Cola for no reason in my fridge. Not giving them up. Not giving them up, ladies. That's that. Oh, uh, hey, Kyle. You want to step into my office, Mr. Cook? Oh, let's come into my office. Okay. So, hey, you want you ready to see this uh, ring that I'm uh, shopping for? Let's take this. Let's take a look at this. And Kyle's like, wow, you guys like really move in quick. Like, took me forever. Like, that was four years ago when Amanda and I moved in. Can you believe it? Four years ago? Like, I hadn't even proposed when, when we had signed the lease. Like, wow, that's crazy. See, that's how a best friend does it. Best friend doesn't say, you're going crazy. You're, you're going too fast. The best friend just sort of like laughs and is like, Hey, can you pick up these hints that I'm saying? Okay, you're not picking it up. I realize you don't want to talk about this. Got it. Well, yeah. And it's like you're kind of saying it, but you're also not saying it behind his back. Like, oh, what, what, which Kyle is. He's just not being called out on it yet, you know? Um, but like, uh, they're moving too fast. That would be a lot different. Because if Carl heard that, he'd be like, what the fuck, bro? Even if it was said in such a casual way. So Carl shows him a picture of the ring and he's like, I haven't picked it up yet, but I picked that diamond. Also. And Carl's like, how many carrots is in the cushion? He's like, three. It's big. It's big. But like, you only do it once, right? You only do it once. Oh. Totally. Totally. You know, um, relationships on reality TV. Totally. Those are forever couples, you know, only going to do it once. Yeah. That that money just keeps on flowing for those thirteen thousand dollar apartments, and Carl's like, "Listen, I guess it just seems fast. I mean, I gotta, but it's the right move. It's the right move, Lindsay. What do you say?" And like cardboard, Lindsay's like, mm, "I love it." So um, now we go back to the Hamptons, and um, Paige is in the back seat of a car, going, "I think that horses would make good husbands. They're like big and rich, and sometimes they have long hair, and they don't." Punch butter knives into walls. Yeah, I think I'm into horses now. I'm. I love horses. They don't have opposable thumbs, so they can't sew terrible looking things or punch butter knives into walls. I love them. <laughs> have you seen like Paddington? Have you seen <laughs> Paddington horses? Have you seen the page line of pillows for sewing down south? It's like I have sewing not. up north. Page the Page de Sorbo collection, and oh. I think it's so funny that. I've always wondered, like, is this a real relationship or is this just for Bravo? Her pillow is literally, her design is an X over the pillow. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's the page 
It's Paige Sorbo collection. <laughs> I mean, has so, there been a stronger sign? Just like a solid X across your pillow. That's it. Seriously. So Carl's driving with Lindsay. He's like, oh, so uh, how's my birthday, babe? Um, birthday babe is good. Huh? And I was like, yeah, like, well, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot, but it was fun. It was fun. Uh, you agree? Because uh, I'm not going to feel comfortable until you actually say the words I have to say right after you. I liked it. I liked it too. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Um, so then are you talking about where they're having the conversation about Danielle? Uh, they were just driving in the car in their Kia. And they're curious. Oh, okay, right? okay, okay, okay. Because now we're at the right. house, right? Yes, now we're at the house. So, yeah, Kyle's like, I packed light. You, on the other end, did not pack light. Amanda, what do you have in here? She's like, Kyle, I wish you could narrate my life. <laughs> so she walks in. She goes, hello. <laughs> not a peep, they said as they entered. God, you can't even narrate my life, Kyle. God. So Sierra's asking Chris about his date because he actually had a date this week. And uh, Chris is like, ladies, it's an understatement to say it was the greatest date. It was great. So uh, they went axe, Chris went axe throwing with a girl. And Chris tells us, turns out, mysterious woman at Kyle's party, she has a name. It's Cassidy. Like, of course, it's Cassidy. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone who comes to the summer house parties not named Cassidy. Mm. And then Carl and Lindsay are driving. Carl's like, so, who wins the award for the best girl? Who do you think wins the award? She's like, honestly, I think the sheep is so weird and it's so funny. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. It's like, very daddy all. Like, oh, sheep getting sheep. Sheep, sheep, no sheep. Know what I mean? Oh, it's very daddy all. She's like, yeah, it's very daddy And I think the conversation was even, um, like, everything just keeps getting weird. It was like the first time she said it's weird that we're dating. Like, the first time to my face. I mean, it's hard to hear that. Like, I don't like you guys together. Bye. Like, no, like, you don't like us because why? Like, are you she jealous? Didn't say are that? You she didn't say that, though, Carl. Carl gets yeah. so mad. Yeah, he's like me. It's like one minute he's like, hey, let's have a conversation about the sheep toy. And then he's like, fuck her. Or say that way you don't like us together. <laughs> Fine. Fuck you. Jump off the mountain, dummy. Are you jealous? Probably. Uh, are you projecting because of your relationship? Probably. Uh, are you mad because you're in a weird career thing now? Probably. When are you uh, like what? Like like you're working on an app and like whatever. Like be an adult and like toss with the issues. <laughs> I'm like yeah, probably actually all those things. Yeah. Why are you mad? So then Danielle arrives to Kyle and Amanda. This is like another 20 minutes of people arriving type thing. And um, yeah. Danielle's telling them like, oh my god, guys, I'm like so high right now because we just hired an app designer. And Carl goes, well, I just had my first employee quit, so this should be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Danielle's and then, like, was it Carl? <laughs> and then uh, Ma they're like, where's Maya? And they're like, uh, Maya, uh, I think she has that big wedding to go to. Just cut to Maya just on the, in the meatpacking district waiting for someone to pick her up in their Kia. I'm like, what? <laughs> Guys, I'm supposed to be there this weekend. So then Paige, Sierra, and Chris arrive. It's five minutes of hellos. Then Sam and Corey come. And Paige is like, oh, my God. Um, Sam, you forgot your pants. Because she's wearing, like, those ripped jean things that are, like, full leg. And Sam's like, oh, my God, I always do that. Hey, uh, so everyone, um, I'm going to be preparing homemade pizzas for this evening. So huh, it's not DiGiorno. It's Carlito. Get ready. Uh. And Sam's like, um, well, actually, I made a reservation for everyone tonight, so we're going to do actually something fun instead. Bye. He's like, okay, fine. Some people do pizza, and some people do dinner, and then we'll link up later. Like, fun people do pizza. Oh. Uh, mm. This pizza is going to be disgusting, okay? It's ragu sauce. Yeah, on, ragu. like, store-bought, like, dough. Gross, dude. No, I'm not eating this shit. Where's Andre and his giant eggplant? Get him back here. Seriously, and, and Carl's a very hairy man, and I don't know, that's a lot of hair to be flying around with that pizza dough. Although I suppose a lot of the hello, the gentlemen it's made by Italians. Pizza. I was gonna yes. say, I was gonna say, now that I think about the guys who work in the pizza place I had growing up, it's like they're pretty hairy. So, um, Carl's like, huh, pizza night, huh, I'm tossing pizza, guys. This is great for people who say that I'm like boring this season. Guess what? Huh, I'm doing pizza, huh, huh, pizza night. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen people toss pizza, but have you seen them toss it? Wearing a velour hoodie? No. So, yeah. <laughs> pretty exciting. Exciting. This pizza looks great, by the way. Looks great, by the way. Uh, so, the pizza people are having dinner, and they hate the wine, and they're having, like, a nice time. And then it cuts to everyone at the restaurant terrorizing all the other 
people there by going, Saki bum, Saki bum, Saki bum, Saki bum. I was like, oh gosh. There you go. Saki, Saki, Saki bum. Yeah. Get it right. I'll do the Saki. You're kicked out of the Saki bum crew. Oh, sorry. I never like memorized the Saki bum song. Yeah. I guess I just like have a more sophisticated (sighs) way of drinking drinks. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. I guess you're classy. You're too classy to be here. You need to be with the velour uh, hoodie team. Okay. Pizza, 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 pizza bomb. Yeah. So good. Spawn looks great, by the way. You know, sometimes reading through these notes, I really just am struck how nothing happens. Nothing happens. Like, it's crazy. They do shots, but Sierra can't finish. Sierra doesn't like it. And then Corey's like, only Lindsay finished? Hell yeah. Uh, Lindsay finished your shot? I want to see you kiss all the girls tonight, Lindsay. (laughs) Kiss all the girls. And so Lindsay's like, okay. So she kisses Sierra. And Sierra's like, whoa, I didn't mean to draw back from that. I was just like really surprised by that. She goes, um, I feel kind of rejected. So Sierra kisses her. And then Lindsay grabs her head and like tongues her down. And Corey's like, yeah, I got it all on my phone. Yeah. Um, and then Kyle's asking Carl if he misses Lindsay. And he's like, oh, yeah, I miss her a little bit. It's been about 45 minutes, so I'm, I'm sort of missing her. And Kyle's like, um, so have you been texting her under the table? No, no, not at all. I've been just like tossing more pizza dough down there. Oh, okay. Well, you're going to be in the doghouse by not, because you didn't uh, text Lindsay. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Lindsay and I have gone through a lot, so I think we can handle the next, uh, having been apart from each other for 45 minutes. I think it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Yeah, we, you got, know, we, we, oh, sorry, go, go ahead. No, I, I have like about 12 uh, text messages. Where are you, Carlito? Why aren't you answering my phone, Carlito? What the fuck is wrong with you, Lito? Hey, guys, I'm about to go. Sorry. It's like, oh, we spend a lot of time together. And Daniel goes, uh, yeah, I mean, I live with my boyfriend, too, and I don't spend that much time with him. I mean, <laughs> and Carl just looks pissed. And then it, they just edit more Danielle laughing in. They put it on yeah. like a loop. It's like, ha, 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 ha. It's like, come on, guys. You don't have to do Danielle like that. So um, he's like, yeah, I think when we come here, it's like to have fun with other friends. But like tonight, it'll be fine. Like it's going to be fine. And Danielle's like, yeah, well, my normal is hanging out with my friends. And my abnormal is, oh, my God, my boyfriend has a day off. It's date time. And everyone's like, oh, this is sad. sad. She's trying to make it sound fun, but it's like really sad. Yeah, it's like someone spiraling. And so then we go back to the restaurant and Corey's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Uh, Sarah, uh, like... You want to, like, like a, what? Uh, I have to go to the bathroom. That's actually all that happens. Because that's all that happens on this episode. So then he goes to the bathroom, and Sierra is asking Sam what she thinks of him. And Sam is like, I just love hanging out with him. Like, the other day, he slammed a door in my face and said, stalker. And I was like, I love it. <laughs> Paige is like, oh, my God. It's so fun to have that sexual tension. One time, I only had Sprite in the fridge. It was hot. We've never had better sex. Um, then cut that. Cut, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, then Sam says the most Sam thing that you'd expect her to say, which is, I just love being in love, you know? But I don't want to force anything. But I love love. It's like, okay, you might as well get a, start getting word art of Mackenzie Childs to fill up your apartment at this point. Love, love. So Carl's like, whoa, that dough was perfect. My dick is dough. And Carl, Kyle's like, my dough is dick. And they're like, <laughs> hey, Danielle, I know it's long overdue, but uh, I do want to talk to you. Do you want to chat? Could you chat right now? Because we we could chat. Let's go into a room that uh, Luke used to sleep in, but now they just have like two random seats in it. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Hey, so like, obviously, there's been like a lot of conversations, like you and Lindsay, and like, it seems like it's like very complicated. And Danielle's like, well, I want to hear your perspective on it. And she uh, she says she thought Lindsay heard her and was like being receptive at Kyle's birthday party. But then something happened before the housewarming. Uh, and a lot of that was undone. Well, I feel like you like feel strongly about our relationship. And like, I don't know if you're on board with that. Like, we've been together for, like, 10 months. And I know you and, like, our history, but, like, I don't know. And then they show a picture of them dating for two seconds, the two seconds that they dated in, like, season one. And he's like, oh, so you don't want us together at all? She goes, no, that's not it. And he's like, so you don't want us to have happiness? She's like, no, that's not it. He's like, oh, you want us to cry every day and be alone. That's that. You you want Carlito to die alone. Okay, okay, I got it, Daniel. I get it. I get it. Him, him, like, doing the throwback of like, well, I know that like we have a pause and everything and playing that like 
that like Danielle has just never gotten over Carl. Like he was the one that got away. I was like, please. That fucking heartthrob Carl. No one can get over fucking Carl. Get over yourself, dude. I don't buy yeah. this whole Carl charmy charm act anyway. I think no, I think bullshit. that Lindsay was probably like, Carlito, can you go like talk to Danielle? Because like she was like mean to me. So he has to like go and and be like, hey, so you have like no qualms with me, Lindsay. Like you support us. And Danielle's like, no, I love you guys together. I just do I think you guys are moving hella fast? A thousand percent. I learned that from Paige. She's my new friend now. A thousand percent. And he's like, well, listen, I appreciated how you were like uh, defensively helpful with uh, you know, some of the stuff going on in our life. And she's like, or, or with the Kyle stuff. And she's like, oh, so you're happy when I'm helping you. That's when you're hmm. happy. I'm like, you're both getting defensive over nothing. Okay. You're yeah. Why are you? This is a simple conversation, and you're both trying to make it a fight. And he's like, "No, but I heard you were questioning." I mean, look, you did move in with Robert after two months, so it's like, and so now she's pissed, and she's like, "Okay, but are you not shopping for rings?" And he goes, "Yeah," and then she just laughs and then picks up a pillow and screams into the pillow. It's <laughs> like, "Yeah," and that was the cliffhanger. So we'll have to wait uh, with bated breath next week to see what happens. In the ongoing saga of Lito and Danielle and Lynn. Oh my God, you guys. What an episode. All right. Well, uh, we will be back tomorrow with Below Deck Sailing Yacht. And then we still uh, got Real Housewives of New Jersey and Vanderpump Rules, both live shows. Plus, it's Dwell Hello Week for We've Already Told You About That and a bonus episode. We also did Top Chef, Ultimate Girls Trip, and this this week. There's a lot going on. Go listen to all of it. Feel your life. Yeah, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye! Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Jamie, she has no last namey. Hava Nagila Weber. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. You're never alone with Lacey Monteleone. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Let's get real with Caitlin O'Neill. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Nobody holds a candle to Jamie Kendall. She's not harsh. She's Jill Hirsch. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. We love him madly. It's Kyle Pod Chadley. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We want to hang with Liz Lang. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Nancy Cease and DeSisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. She's the queen bee. It's Sarah Lemke. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Watch What Crappens ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey.